Hi and welcome to the Foot This, Foot That podcast with your hosts Biggie and Smallsy. Hello again, we're back. Today we're going to do an episode that we both sort of begrudge a little bit, but I think it's necessary given current climate, current situation. Yeah, people have asked for it, haven't they? Yeah, a couple of the guys who listen have asked for it. So we're going to do a bit of a Man U special. Uh, obviously Man U at the moment are in absolute dire turmoil. I won't say massively dire turmoil. Look, you've gone to Brighton, you've you've lost on here against Brighton. That that potentially could have happened to any fluxing top top eight pushing team, I think, don't you? Well, you look a good what, team, aren't they, Brighton? I wouldn't say they're a good team. I say they're an average Premier League team at best. However, they turned up on the day and I will say this, Man United weren't the only team that didn't turn up on the first game of the season. Liverpool didn't turn up at all. And that's probably not getting spoke about as much as Man United. Because for a start, there's a lot more... I think, if you strip it back, there was a lot more expectation on Liverpool to comfortably win Fulham. Well, beat Fulham. They don't win them, they're not a trophy, are they? <laughs> 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 Be good if they was. Yeah, they'd be a real shit one though. Yeah, they would. Yeah. So I, I think there's more expectation on Liverpool to be Fulham than there was Man United to even get a draw against Brighton. Would, would you yeah, agree? yeah, I think that's a fair thing to say. I think obviously because of Manuel's situation at the yeah. moment, everything's on it. Everything's yeah. escalated, isn't it? But look, I I think Brighton. The the thing with Brighton is they're a well established, well set up team, aren't they? I mean, they've lost the two yeah. two of the best players, Cucurella and Basuma. Both gone out the door, good money to be fair. Mm. But the thing about Brighton is they've always got somebody who can just sit sit in there, aren't they? They're, they're so well organised. A bit yeah. of that's off to Graham Potter, to be fair. He's doing a real good job there. There will come a point where you'll run out of that, though. Yeah. They will have to go looking. Like, they should be looking now, really, shouldn't they? They should be. They should, should be looking for a bit of backup. But anyway. I've, I think the, uh, there's been a rumour that they'd actually end up uh, with that. Is it Brandon Williams left back at United? Yeah. There's a rumour that he's going to be going there on, on loan. Uh, one of Juan's English associates has <laughs> informed me of. Uh, he's bran- branching out now, Juan. Yeah, he's, uh, he's getting everywhere with his little sombrero on. Like a rash. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've sort of done is, if you can imagine this scenario, we've sort of we've took it back to FIFA now. Look, I just want to touch on something about Man U at the moment. There's a lot going around about the owners and the fact that it's their fault that Man U obviously it could be are a hostile takeover by the sounds. Yeah, the the um, it's their fault that Man U are achieving. Look, stop fucking grasping at straws if you're a Man U fan. The owners have come in and they've spent more money than it. It's their money. money. It's yeah, their money as well. They're spending they? their own money now. Ultimately, you are, and it pains me to say this, but Man U is the biggest, biggest football team in the world, without a shadow of a doubt, in terms of the branding and the name itself. Look, you go to any other Asia or anywhere like that. Yeah, they are anywhere around the world. Yeah, yeah. They are. They are the Probably most recognised team in the world. Now, for you to then blame the owners. In terms of the fact that they are investing, they're plowing money still into the club, even though Man U for the last two years have done absolutely nothing as a football, as a footballing business in terms of what they should be achieving and what they have achieved. And Man U fans are saying owners out, owners this, owners that. 
you fucking you, you should be appreciating what you've actually got because yeah. there is clubs out there you know you like to Burnley you only get 10 million a year so imagine some fucking tin pot investment company coming in and saying right we are just going to strictly run this as a business now fuck buying players that's what you've got that's what you deal with I, don't, I just don't know how my new fans can learn about it it's a good point they are very lucky and blessed at the fact that they are an established, very big club commercially. Because if they were, they wouldn't have been able to go through the money that they have done around and the situation would be a hell of a lot worse than it is now. Now, luckily, they are and they've had that money to back them up and maybe keep them afloat. But if, if that was any other team in the world, I'd say they'd be sinking now and they'd be sinking fast and yeah. deep. Yeah. Uh, they are lucky. They really need to pull the shit together. Otherwise, they will end up in that situation at some point. Do they need taking over? I think they do. You look at them on paper, and like you said, globally, worldwide, I'd say them, Real Madrid and Barcelona, are probably the biggest global branded football team in the world. Now, when you strip that back, I find it a bit bizarre that... When you look at all three of them teams on paper, you agree with that, don't you? Yeah, 100%. United, Barca, and Madrid. Maybe Liverpool creep into it now as well. I think they're, they're getting closer, but yeah. I don't think they're anywhere near them three for no. commercial and, and global populated brand. But anyway, you put all them three down on paper, right? And then you put the the three richest teams down on paper in the world, and the the three different teams. Yeah. So how does that make sense? It doesn't, does it? And so, I think the 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 problem that you know you've got with Manu as a as a global brand at the moment is that um, you basically you 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 wanting it to all turn round in a in a couple of in a couple of signings and it's mm-hmm. it's not going to happen because you've the biggest error that Manu made and this is just my personal opinion was ever having Solskjaer as a manager. You have gone back to something that you look. Any other team, any other top. It's like, it's like dating your best friend, isn't it? Yeah, but any any <laughs> other top six team, right? Never you look at all. you look at Man City, you look at Tottenham, you look at Arsenal, right? At the time when you appointed Tolshire, would would any of them teams looked at his record as a manager and gone? Actually, no. we'll have him. None of them had him. Not, not a not, chance. Not one of the top ten Premier Leagues that have had him. Not at that a moment. chance. Not a single chance. You've just gone out, and as you just said dated your best mate there, a guy who knows really very minimal about football. Mm. Before that, you had Jose Mourinho, didn't you? A good guy with good knowledge. But he even pointed out that Manu was in a, a turmoil state because what you've got is... Ma- you've... Didn't Mourinho said his biggest achievement was finishing second with that Man United team, didn't he? Yeah, and it was an achievement. <laughs> it was. When you look at it now, no yeah. one else has come close. No. And that team was worse than he is now. I think what you've got as well is you've got a lot of still players there, and I think we'll probably touch on this a little bit more um, a bit further down the the uh, episode, but you've got a lot of players there that were brought in by other company, shall we say, on big contracts. Mm. So you've got, you know, we always touch on Phil Jones, don't we? But you look at Phil Jones as, as a prime example. That kid has got to be sat at home rubbing his fucking hands together. Oh, yeah. Because I would be. Do you know what I mean? Granted, you don't get the game time that you want, but if you are just a footballer who wants to make a bit of money, <clears throat> he came from Blackburn, he went to Man U, he played a couple of games, he played absolutely shocking, 
some absolutely brilliant pictures of him. <laughs> of he his he makes the best men, man is it memes or men? Yeah. <laughs> he makes the best ones of them ever, doesn't he? But the kid is just milked to live in it, and you've still got, you know, at the time, I mean, obviously things have changed now, but you had him, Lingard. Yeah, Smallin. Smallin. You, you know, the list is endless. Even McTominay, to an extent, is, you know, dragging the arse out of Man U a bit. And nobody, there's not a single manager who's gone in there. Solskjaer's kept them all because... If, if McTominay one brought up through their youth system, there's no way he'd be in that team. He's at Bournemouth. Yeah. That's where he plays now, yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At best, like that. at best. If, yeah. if not there, he's probably in the Championship. Probably getting recognised to come up to the Premier League, but he's yeah, not a Man U. No, no, he's not a Man U. He's not a Roy Keane. He's not a he's not a prolific player. He's not even a Darren Fletcher, to be fair. And I mean, Fergie sort of got the best out of Fletcher, didn't he? Because he, he went, he, I think he went to West Brom at the back end of career and did not very lot, to be honest. So I went under the radar. But there the thing a, is, there was we, a lot coming out of Darren Fletcher as well. Yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, to be fair, yeah. He was, <laughs> <laughs> I think he looked, he looked like a cracker overnight when he lost about four stones. Yeah, it's that like IBS. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, Fergie got the best out of these players, but because of the way that he used them, he used them as what they were. They were fringe players, they were squad players. So he's used them as that. But you can't tell me that Fergie was ever going to set up with Phil Jones at the back, John O'Shea at the back, Chris Smalling at the back, you know, all these players playing as a three at the back and then you've got McTominay and fucking Fletcher in the middle of the midfield yeah. and that's how he's going to set up against Liverpool in a fucking in a title trip. It just it didn't happen and now that's what you've been left with. But nobody has been brave enough to come in and go, right, you three, fucking get your bags. Out. Out. Get out. 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 Yeah. out. out. I'd be like Ali G, you know, Border Force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just come in. Get away. But the problem is, is... Whoever, I don't know who does it at Man because I don't believe it's the Glaziers who appoint managers. I think it's probably the director of football, maybe Woodward, somebody like that. You've got Pochettino, who's out there at the moment, not managed, you know, brilliant manager. You had Conte, you had a shot at Conte, you could have got Conte. I think Ten Hag could be, could turn really good for him. I think he could, but again, they, them two, who I've just mentioned, mm. have experienced. Yeah, proven. Proven, cups, won it. You know what I mean? You brought in another manager who hasn't got experience. For me, Ten Hag right now is as good as what Solskjaer was. Nah, I'd say it's better. The thing is with Ten Hag, you've got that disciplinarian side where Solskjaer could never eat. That was never him. You say that, I but he's that... not adopting it. He's, he's, he's written all these rules <clears> out, right? And then you've got, in the second week, just before just before the season starts, you've got Ronaldo leaving he, the fucking that's game That's the one time. thing he needs to stand down with. I, I think that's probably going to be one of the hardest managerial... Issues he'll ever have in his life for that. The Ronaldo situation. Yeah, because Ronaldo's bigger than the club. Do you know what? And I genuinely think as well, and it, it, I might, I don't know this for definite, but I think his hands are a bit tied with Ronaldo because Ronaldo brings in so much money for the brand, which we spoke about a minute yeah. ago, that losing that is potentially the difference between Man U finishing fourth and gaining the money through getting into the Champions League yeah. and Man U then finishing eighth and not getting any European football whatsoever. But Ronaldo's clawed that money back for you in terms of his sales and his brand and, think, and everything else. Do I you think know what Ten Hag, I think he's scared of the fact of thinking what could happen to him and the club if Ronaldo stays and is on the bench all the time. Yeah. Because it's going to bring so much negative energy and press and it will affect the rest of the players. There's been a report this, uh, just this morning, to be fair, uh, something that the, the Sun have brought out, which 
again, <laughs> you might as well fucking yeah. believe a piece of salt, to be fair. But uh, the report is that, obviously, Man U players are getting sick of Ronaldo yeah, sort of controlling, controlling the dressing room and um, obviously being the sort of the poster for everything at the moment. But if I was a player and I'm playing with, with Ronaldo at the moment and I play a Man U, I'd sort of have to be thanking him. Because he's taking a lot of the fucking limelight off some of your shit yeah, performances. He's, he's probably given him the opportunity to actually step up with not as much pressure on him. Yeah, as well. because you imagine the pressure that Sancho would be under without yeah. Ronaldo there. Same with Rashford. Same, Same with Bruno, Rashford. Bruno, Fred, brilliant last Bruno. Season. You know what I mean? It, yeah. You imagine the pressure that these guys would be under if Ronaldo isn't taking that sort of. He's, he's almost acting like a shield at the moment, isn't he? But I think he likes that. I think he does a little bit. But again, I, I do think he is having a current negative impact yeah, on the dressing is, room. He because he is sort I'm a big of, Ronaldo fan, but yeah, I'd admit that. Yeah, and I think it sort of it leads us into... What we've sort of done is we've looked at what we would do. So almost if you set up a career a career mode on FIFA. <laughs> um, what we've done is we've sort of set up a team that we think is plausible for Man U in terms of who they could sign. So look, Frankie Dion, we've already reported it. We had Juan on. Mm. He was never going to Man U, and he still isn't. The likelihood is now that De Jong's going to go to Chelsea. The reason De Jong wouldn't go to Man U is exactly the same reason we reported previously. He won't go to Man U because Man U doesn't offer the calibre of football that... There's no Champions League. Chelsea does, yeah. yeah. So that's why he was He was never going to go. Can I just touch on one more point before we dip into the team? Yeah, of course, yeah. So... Uh, you went on a really good passionate rant, which I really liked, so I didn't want to interrupt it. But we'll go back to the point that I made about Man United, Real Madrid and Barcelona being probably the top three teams in the world for commercial-wise, sale-wise, branding-wise, shirts you see abroad, basically. So with that in mind, these are the, these are the three big ones. So compare it to a phone company, say Man United's Apple, Barcelona Samsung, and Real Madrid, what what's another big one? Like Nokia, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So say you've got Apple, Samsung, Nokia. Three biggest mobile phone companies in the world. The three phones that you'll probably see more often than not all around the world in someone's hand. You Now, you strip it back and you think, out of all the mobile phone companies in the world, which three should be the most profitable, the most richest, have the most money have the the most expensive owners etc 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 and if that wasn't apple samsung or nokia you'd be really surprised wouldn't you because you'd be thinking well they're doing everything right yeah but that the money seems to be not coming in they seem to be on their ass a little bit and all of a sudden you've got hawaii here and like i don't know what else? What other shit ones? Are <laughs> That's, uh, Alcatel. Alcatel. <laughs> you get, all of a sudden, you've got these like Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you're doing real well around the world, but yeah, we've got a shitload more money than you. Now, I know that's down to owners coming in, but why wouldn't owners come in and try and take over Man United, Real Madrid, and Barcelona? Because surely, if you've got that much money, which the like the owners of Newcastle, Man City, PSG, clearly have. And don't get me wrong, they're all big teams. But why, if you had that much money to make that much influence, why wouldn't you have gone for the most established branded teams in the world? I think the sort of the, 
The problem is with that now. Did they want, want a deal or? A I think the deal problem is with that now is you look at obviously you look at Apple and we'll use Apple as an example yeah. or the phone sort of analogy as an example. So you look at them brands now. Now Apple con- consistently deliver mobile phone after mobile phone after yeah. mobile phone. It's proven, but the branding spot on. Yeah, like for the Man United gimmick with it. The, with but they, ball, but they so. deliver consistently. Now, yeah. if Apple turn around next week and release a new iPhone fucking fifteen or whatever comes out next, yeah. And it's an absolute pile of shit. Then what will happen is, as natural, the same as what's happening with Man U, is other companies will be able to look at that. So the other companies being different players and say, actually, why would I go there where yeah. I can go to Samsung, who are now leading the market because they brought out the new fucking YV3, and it's it's hundred times better. The sales are that further up. But some people get deluded by the brand rather than the product, and then they'll still go back. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Which is like football, I yeah, suppose. Of course yeah. it is, yeah. So what we'll do is we're going to have a little delve into the teams. Uh, what we've sort of done is we've, like I said before, we've tried to make it as realistic as possible so that, look, man, you are getting Mbappe, so he's not going to be up front. Um, but there is some sort of names in there that we'd sort of tout as being plausible, I would say. And, you know, they could they could play for Man U. Yeah. They, Probably. Realistic. This realistic, is the market. Targets. This is a market and the realistic targets that Man U, in our opinion, should be looking at. Now, I've not seen Biggie's team. Biggie's not seen my team. I'm sure there's going to be quite a lot of debate around the two, um, but there probably will be some similarities along the way. So, I think we'll start with De Gea. Be, look, he's a good goalkeeper at the end of the day. I'd be keeping De Gea. Yeah, there's no wrong with him. I think he was was he their player of the season last year. Yeah. I mean. You know what you're getting with him. A uh, little bit of a odd mistake every now and again, but overall, very good goalkeeper. I think a lot of his, his issue and his errors sort of lead to from defence, though, don't they? I don't think it's it's errors that he's yeah, maybe he making gets, himself. He, he gets peppered sometimes. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time he sort of keeps him in the game. Yeah, uh, I think he'd be good to keep just for a bit of experience as well, to be honest. Obviously, Henderson has now gone. He left on a right bum note, didn't he? <laughs> um <laughs> And spat his dummy out. Spat his dummy out and basically told the told the media and everybody else that he should have been getting game time at Man U and then he leaked to hey, he Newcastle. Was, he was, <laughs> he was, said he was promised. Yeah. I, I was promised I'd be number one. Again, that that to me... Well, it, do you know? No, but I think that comes from Solskjaer again. Just but not yeah, being probably, the experienced <laughs> manager. He's, got, yeah. he's just gone in the dressing room I'll and just gone... I promise you, I promise oh, you, yeah, I'll yeah. Please stay. I can just imagine now Henderson. Probably said the same thing to De Gea. Yeah, imagine a Henderson now, right now. Hey, Gaffy, all right, yeah. I'm just wondering, am I going to get any first... Yeah, I promise you, mate. Yeah, look, I'm, look, I'm snowed under in paperwork at the moment. I'm looking at bringing Ronnie back. Look, I've got loads on at the moment. You're, you're guaranteed to be first team next year. Number one starter, I'll t- tell you what, you fucking have the captain's armband if you want. Just get out of my office. <laughs> Two minutes later, hello, boss, do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> I still playing number one next season. I yeah, still, yeah, of course you are. Still yeah, catch, catchy ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you are, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You have the captain's armband as well. The amount of promises that Solskjaer has dished out just to get people out of his office yeah. is is probably unbelievable. McTominay is probably going to be uh, going to be centre back forward and up front next next year. <laughs> so De Gea, solid. I think we yeah, we both solid. Stays in goal. So let's go to right back end. Now this is where I would probably. Change some up, things. Upgrade. Yeah, I would upgrade, would and upgrade. I think there's some there's some names on the market that 
a plausible to upgrade to as well. I, um, I, I, I get rid of the lot and Wan Bissaka as well to accommodate. Yeah, the, so they're both not good enough. They're both on my out list of transfers, and yeah. I think to be fair, looking at them, you, you paid a lot of money for Wan Bissaka. Um, you're not going to claw that money back, but I still think that. Potentially, he's worth twenty five million to yeah, somebody. Yeah, he's a young kid still, and there is a little bit of summit there, but it's not a little bit of summit for Man United. It's a little bit of summit for like. I think mean, given the right guidance, he could potentially still be a Man U number one right back. Personally, because I think he has got something, but I think for the way that Man U need to go in terms of you're looking at like City, need, Liverpool. We need results now. Yeah, they, you're looking at like a City, Liverpool, even Arsenal to an yeah. effect now. You, this wing back system's coming into play a lot more, and and you are relying on your 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 left and right backs to produce assists and push it a lot further forward up the field. Now, Juan Bissaka just hasn't got that that no, quality to put a ball into the box. Uh, and to be fair, on his day, he's a brilliant defender, but he would suit a team that plays to defend. Um, not a lower a lower league Premier League team. Yeah, so that's what it needs to be. in I was going to say someone like Newcastle or Villa, but they're not lower league now. They're both making moves, but they've both got brilliant right. Do you know backs. what? He'd probably <laughs> he'd probably do well at somewhere like West Ham. Yeah, yeah, West Ham. You know yeah. they've got that cool fall at the moment, and they. And I think he's knocking on. He's knocking on. Yeah. So I think he'd probably fan. go somewhere like that, and that'd be that'd open up the door for me. Uh, I'd be looking at personally. I don't know if you've maybe touched on this one as well, but that Lamperty from Brighton. Yeah. I think yeah. he's a, he's and you a, would both have him. Yeah, and I think he's just a he's just a target that he can get forward, he can bomb forward. He's clearly got something about him. I mean, he's he's fast, isn't he? He's ridiculously fast. He came back from a real bad injury last season, and he's come back really, really strong from yeah. it as well. He obviously came on against United at, yeah. at the weekend and did. He gets up and down. Gets he? up and down. He's he's got a bit of skill about him as well. He's tiny, though, isn't he? But he's tiny. <laughs> he get away with it playing his, fullback. His finishing delivery is probably not at the standard that you'd need from a right back. It's not a Reece James or a Trent, is it? It's still, but, he's still very raw and young. Yeah, right? but yeah. I think he is the one that could be developed. And I think to yeah. be fair, for what you would sell Wambasaka for, you would probably be able to use the money to get Lamptey. I don't think why can why can we do a swap deal there? That Maybe so, yeah. Brighton. Yeah. Perfect sense. Maybe so. And it, it probably Lamperty would go, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to Manuel. You know what I mean? He's probably yeah. one of <laughs> about five. Is that, players is that, that Solskjaer still there? I want to be captain. <laughs> 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 so yeah, uh, the only other name I sort of got is a kid called Venchi, where he plays at Ajax at the moment. He's a young right back. Uh, a bit more on your scale of Trent, but again, a bit too young, a bit too raw. I think the, the key point here for Man U, and it sort of spreads across a bit of my team, I have took some risks elsewhere, but the the making of it is that you go with something that you know is already proven in the Premier League, mm. um, and I think that's why Lampard sort of edge over anybody else at the moment. I've got me. I've got Lampard, but the, the next one I've got, and it's the only, only other option I've got, is about Dumfries, he's the right-back for Holland. And he's he, a bit of a unit, isn't he? He's a unit, yeah, yeah he's a big lad. I think, I think he... Adapts to the Premier League really well, but again, he gets up and down. Powerhouse is very strong, very fast as well. And uh, yeah, I think he had a real good well cup the other year. I'm pretty sure he played really, Dutch, really well. Dutch again as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah Dutch so... again. So he'll fit Ten Hag's style because he, he loves shit like that, doesn't he? Yeah, loves yeah. It. So yeah, I think Dumfries would do really well. They'll probably get him for cheaper as well because he's not coming from Premier League, he's coming from Broadway. Yeah, somewhere like that. I think he went on loan there for a bit, but I don't think he is there. I'm not sure on that one, but uh, uh, we'll try to find out. 
Anyway, uh, we'll move on to the centre-backs. Now, this is where my sort of formation changes a little bit. And I watched the Brighton game, um, and the between Maguire and Mart- Martinez, look, I think Martinez had a bit of bad, bad press this week, but I thought he looked quite good. He's, he's a bit of a little animal. Now, this is where I think Man U would potentially change the tactics to suit. Now, I would play Martinez as a sweeper, and have Maguire just in front of him. Um, I think Martinez can clean up after Maguire. Maguire obviously wins it as all day long, to be fair to him. Mm. He's a Man U captain. He's going to be playing. Whether you're a Maguire fan or not, it's it's irrelevant. He is going to be playing. But to be fair, I think Maguire, again, has took a lot of the bad press for... Look, it's got to go through 10 players before it gets to... Or 9 players before it gets to Maguire and it becomes a goal. Mm. If they're not doing the job in front of him, he's naturally going to be the fall guy, isn't he? And I think he has been. I don't think he's a bad defender, Maguire. I think there's a difference between people not doing the job and people making mistakes. Yeah. I think with Maguire, he can make mistakes. Yeah. And there's a difference there. I don't think he's had the best support around him, though. You know, you look at your, your left and right back at current, you've got Dallow, no, who's, who's Dallow's been... Varane let him down last season. Yeah, Varane let him down massively. You've also got Luke Shaw, who's a bit hit and miss. I mean, again... Do you know a couple of years ago, do you think we'd be having a conversation where we put Maguire over Varane? No. No, I wouldn't at all. No. I, I used to look at Varane and I was like, you are a monster. Yeah. He's won everything. He's a league He came in like Saliba's coming at Arsenal at the moment. Yeah. He came into the league with that sort of reputation, didn't he? It was like, he is going to be the next best thing. He is the number one fucking up-and-coming centre. Absolutely phenomenal on FIFA. Go to go to buy <laughs> yeah, every career mode. He's knocking on a bit of a run. Not yeah. re- not real though. That Salva's quite young though still. Yeah, so uh, that's what I sort of play. I put Martinez behind Maguire. Um, I think playing him as a centre back pairing, I think there's an opportunity for the ball to go over Martinez because he is only short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and because there's that opportunity, Maguire's never going to go around and cover that. But if you play Martinez behind him, I think he will sweep up any of the shit that you've got. It also will allow your left and right back to go forward more because he's obviously going to be sat there. It takes away the offside thing, but I think Martinez looks to me as though he could control that really well. Yeah, he could. Personally. I, I think that's where we're going to end up seeing him play, to be fair. I think it'll be that defensive midfield role. I think that's right. Ten Hag's plan. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, have you got anything different in centre-back or yeah, that sort of area? I've got a few different things, to be fair. Now, I've got... Two options we could have approached, and then I'd I'd probably look at keeping Maguire in there, but it depends how they play. To be fair, like if if I was a manager, I would be looking at Maguire versus Varane in training, and if Varane is showing glimpses, I would I would play him over Maguire because I just think he is, he's still got that something about him. Like you look at how Thiago Silva's doing at Chelsea, and there's no reason why Varane can't do that for Man United. But anyway, that's relevant. Um. So the two two centre backs I'd be looking at if I was Man United, number one that uh Sonatu at Leicester. Yeah. Uh Turkish kid. He's he's been brilliant. He's come in who did he come in for when the lot who did they lose? They lost quite a big centre back and he came in a few what, years Johnny, ago. Johnny Evans obviously. Was it Johnny so Evans? Was, yeah. Oh no, it was uh Wes what's he called? Morgan. Yeah, Wes nah, Morgan. Nah. Should have lost someone else and he came in and filled the gap straight away. Might have been when Maguire went, to be fair. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. But uh, but no, no one knew anything about him, and all of a sudden, he's Turkish international. He's literally been solid, along with Fafana. But I don't think... 
I don't think United could go for Fafano at the moment. I think he's too much. So that's why I said Sanaccio. Yeah, look, I don't think they need any more centre backs personally. I think, it, look, Man U, if they really wanted to, could play Maguire, Martinez, and Varane as a three. They could. And like push your wing backs a bit further forward, and I think you've got enough pace in there with um, Varane and Martinez. Mm. They're both. I mean, Martinez it looks wick. He's, he looks fast. Mm. He looks, to be fair, as though he could play left or right back. Um, but in a three, yeah, yeah. Varane, Varane again is 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 no slouch. You know what I mean? You've only got Maguire, but ultimately he just commands, doesn't he? And mm. organises. I'd like to think so. You, there's potential there for him to go three at the back without a shadow of doubt. Um, which would match up a few teams as well. You know, Chelsea are doing it, they're doing all right at the moment. Even To be fair, even Arsenal set up with three at the back against mm. uh, Palace. They had uh, White, Saliba and Gabriel, didn't they? So Was White playing right back or not? I it sort of looked it during the game, but... When it when they set up as though yeah. they put the formation out, it was actually a three, um, and they had Saka and Martinelli. Sometimes the formation they put out there in what, no. what they end up playing is it? No, I suppose it just depends where you get dragged yeah. in terms of the opposition team. But the, uh, there was only other one of the centre back that um, I've got on my list to look at. I wouldn't have brought Martinez in. Now he could have a real good season. I'd have gone with what Man United's um, scouts were actually saying. I'd have brought in that Paul Torres from... Oh, yeah, the unit uh, from Villarreal. Yeah, from yeah. there. He's, he's been really good for the last few seasons and there's been a lot of good teams sniffing around him. I just think he'd have, he'd have provided uh, a really good option for him there. So I'd have gone with him over Martinez. Now, Martinez is more versatile. He could probably do more in the team. But, you know, when you just think... You need an established centre back to go in there and do the business, yeah. And not mess around. That's why I'd have gone for him. So. One thing I will say, man, you are struggling in um, as a, as a team overall. Is you haven't really got the next best thing coming through, have you? In terms of a centre back, like you haven't. I can't think of a young centre back that England, they've got. England and in general, though. I mean, I know they've been just being a pure Leeds fan that we've got Charlie Creswell. Um, and he's, a, he's up and coming you know what I mean I mean he had a brilliant first game on loan at Mill and then basically <laughs> fucking fucked it all up the second game but to be fair he's got there is something about him there is but in general Man U have always been a good team for producing good quality English players haven't they yeah. and at the moment I sort of look in their background and I just think that is there anybody there I mean they had that uh, Swan ZB is it Swan ZB I think he's on loan now, uh, but he was up and coming. You know, you look at Chelsea; they've got Tamori, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, who's on loan at the moment at AC Milan? Has he gone permanent? I think he's permanent. Now. Right. So again, you know, the, but there is some centre backs out there now. There's no reason why Man U couldn't look at players like Tamori. You know, Tamori would be a brilliant fit for United. Just, to be fair. Yeah, just a bit of youth who, who is up and coming and can bring through. But I think a lot of the problem with Man U at the moment lies within. They've always relied on that youth system, you know, the class of 92 that they brought through and the, the Fergie era, to be fair, he did, he did a lot with bringing through youthful players. I don't think they have relied on it recently. I think they've spent a lot of money and wasted it. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? That's that's sort of my point, is that they haven't... There's no one there. They've gone, they've gone the opposite yeah. way, haven't they? You know, Ibrahimovic, Cavani, Falcao... They're trying to find something for now, though, and it ain't working, is yeah. it? Yeah, and it's just... They're just not having no joy with it. So... We'll move on. I we'll think they just care, start. If them, them players go to any other team, they'd be good players. Yeah, they'd yeah. Be performing. I think, I think they sort of need, almost need like a consolidation season where they do bring mm. in some of these, like, you know, maybe 
not past it names, but they, they've had the time in the light and they're just, mm. they're just looking to redevelop form. I know they've been linked with Rabiot and Anatovic, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, One touch Anatovic with a barge ball. No, I think he's... Rabiot would be good. I think he could do a job, but I think it's going against the sort of... It's going back to the old grain of what Man U have done wrong for the last yeah, five years, is. you know, where you've brought in... Just like bringing Who was that kid they brought in from Watford, that Igalo? Oh, what was that about? That Again, was... just... But... To be fair, he started all right as well. I think the difference between Manu today and Manu of old is Manu of old have always been able to get the best players. Get the best players, <laughs> but even Fergie didn't always sign the best players. You look at some of these names that I'm going to reel off now, and you tell me what they did at Manu: Bebe, Cleberson, Anderson. Nothing. All signed by Fergie. Mm-hmm. All awful. But for every one of those they've signed, they also got. Ronaldo, mm. you know, a, a, a Berbatov, a Berbatov, yeah, yeah. yeah a, a player who has come in, Tevez, yeah. So for every t- Rooney, you know, it, mm. for all these players that he, he did sign, you never gonna shit. get, you never go get right all the time, though, are you? No, but unfortunately, fifty percent of the time in in football, and you're winning. I think. I think. Do you know what I think as well is with Man U is that the pressure is that high that when you sign for when you sign for him, your expectation is so high yeah. that the the. The fans and everybody sort of around the media speculation around Man U is pushing these players to be a bit shit because the pressure's just too much, isn't it? It must be phenomenal playing for Man U, you know what I mean? Like now, if you were a professional football player, I would rather go to a West Ham where I could go play and enjoy my football than go to a Man U and have fucking cameras paparazzi on me all my ass, you know, all the time. That's a character thing, isn't it? I yeah. Think some people would probably get off on it a little bit and maybe, depending on your personality, it would make you better. But... The thing is, a lot of them are young kids now, and they're not strong characters. No, you know, a few years ago, no, you, were, you were brought up. <clears throat> you were brought up with life experience. It was tough. You know, you got slapped if you did something wrong, and you grew up strong for it. But now you've got kids with anxiety and depression, mm. and then all of a sudden they get some pressure put on them going to a big team like Man United, and they crumble, don't they? Some of them. Cookies. They try and look after him. Don't get me wrong. I think they will do a really good job, but still, there's only so much you can do. You don't know what's going on. You don't know the pressures people are feeling. You can try and take it off, but at the end of the day, you're wearing that Man United badge. It's a big badge to carry on your chest, isn't it? Of course, it is. Yeah, mm. massive badge. Uh, so just left, left back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll move on to left back. I knew this would be a long one. Uh, I think we just stick. Well, personally, I've just stuck with. I have just stuck. Yeah, yeah. I think this Marcy looks as though he has something about him. To be fair, I'd play him. I'd, I'd start him. I don't know why. And I, look, he may have been training well. I don't know, but starting Luke Shaw on um, on Saturday was a bit of a strange one for me. I think it was time for him to make his stamp and show his new era. He's just gone back to same old boring United. Back, didn't back he? to the rugby looking. Yeah. Player. Um, so. What have you gone for in terms of... Should we go right wing? Uh, yeah, right wing. I haven't even looked at anything else. I've just I've just kept Jadon Sancho there. Yeah, I think, look, he, he needs an opportunity. Um, he, and he needs to play with players who are, who are on his wavelength as well. I think yeah. that's half the battle with Sancho. Look, he's proven that he can do it. You, you can be very, very creative and talented. But if you haven't got the right people around you and you're still trying to operate at that high creative and talented level, you go, you look shit. Yeah. Because <clears throat> your, your balls, your deliveries, your way of thinking is that much better than other people's around you. 
you, you just put in miss balls into people and people think you shit when actually what you're doing is is brilliant I just haven't got the support around you. I think Sancho's not given or he's not using his freedom whereas what he did at Dortmund um, I just don't think he's using that <coughs> that freedom that, he's, that he's, he was given there I think he'll come good this season Sancho I do but I think he just needs to be let off his leash a little bit you yeah. know what I mean and just Say to him, look, just go out there and play how you want probably, to play. Probably Fuck everybody else. Probably don't help. He's got Dalot and yeah. Van Bissaka behind him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's probably he needs somebody a bit more solid behind him. Yeah. to be fair, there's no, obviously it's sort of back up. You've got Langer, haven't you? Who can do that? Yeah, well. I like a Langer a lot. He looks like but a decent again, little. Uh, that's why I want such a right hand side. Langer can go there. Sancho can go there. I'm all right with that. So, yeah. They've also got that Diallo, haven't they, who's they've sent out on loan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not again, another good little player, but I think they need to be capitalising on when these young players come in and start playing well. For me, I wouldn't mind seeing Sancho drop for a longer for a game. I think, I think that'll come at some point, to be fair. I Just to try and get a bit more Alanga, out of Sancho. Alanga is a decent player. I think Sancho's been through that last season, so maybe... Maybe doing it too often now might affect his confidence because he's already been through that. So yeah. I'd look at cup games and stuff like that. Definitely a Langer and give him like 20 minutes or whatever at the end. But I think Sancho needs a good run out now. Get some form. And once he's got some form, I think it'll be electric for him. So what do you go with in the middle of the park then? I've just kept Bruno. They've got Bruno and they've got Ericsson that can both do that job. I don't think there's any need to change that whatsoever. He's one of the best uh, attacking midfielders in the Prem on his day. There's only probably De Bruyne in front of him. Do you have any sort of holding midfield at all? Holding midfield, this is the number one area where United need to do something because McFred... McFred is awful. That is a, a championship midfield pairing at best. Do you know it? what? As squad players, I don't think they're, they're yeah, bad. I, I would have them both. I know I said the other week I'd maybe get rid of Fred. Maybe that was a bit harsh. Because Fred's probably been better than McTominay recently as well, to be fair. But they need two new players there. So I've got, I've got three players on my list. Now, one of them went to City and that was uh, Calvin Phillips. <laughs> I get why he's gone to City. He's been sold the dream. One of the best teams in the world. He's going to win trophies, definitely. But is he going to play football? No. Did United miss a trick? Maybe promising him some first-team football for a bigger team? Yeah. Would he have gone? Because he played for Leeds? No. So that's maybe case closed and door shut on that one. But the other two, um, elite players, which would really make a difference for United. So first one is Declan Rice. Now... Declan Rice is probably going to end up at Liverpool or Man City next season because he's made this promise to stay with West Ham for another year. Mm. And then after that, he's going to be looking at England captaincy and winning trophies, in my opinion. He's that good, Declan Rice. But with the fact that he's made this promise to stay at West Ham and then look at his options next year, surely if United put a big bid in for him this summer, they'd have got him Mm. because everyone's got a price... But if they put that same bid in next summer, they'd never have a chance of getting him because he's going to be looking at Man City and Liverpool over him. But maybe he could have just had his head turned this summer. This has been the perfect time for United to put a bid in for him. Mm. They won't get him any other time than, than this year. Maybe January. Maybe maybe not. It depends how United are doing. But 
Yeah, once he gets another year under his belt at West Ham, he's going to be looking at going to City or Liverpool. Simple as that. So now it's your chance, United. You've heard me. Fucking get it done. Otherwise, you're never going to see him. Um, <laughs> he'll be stuck with McFred. You need a bit of rice on that. <laughs> and then uh, the other one I've got is uh, Malinka Savic. Uh, yeah. Playing in Serie A. Was Lazio, he at Lazio? In a, he's he's a big he's a big unit in yeah, it. Yeah, he can get around the park as well. He's a, he's a bit of a Matic. I was just gonna say exactly like um, exactly like Matic, but he can get. Mind you, Matic did get forward every now and again and got some goals in there. I'd say he's very similar to Match Matic to be fair. Uh, so that's why I've got him. I think we'd probably get him for maybe around fifty million if we're lucky. Uh, would he come to United? Yeah, I think he would. I think it's a realistic destination for him. Playing abroad in in uh, Italy at the moment, he's been there for quite some time now. We probably want something a bit different. And uh, I think he, he'd get me really excited. He'd be one of them players that come to the Prem out. I'd watch match of a day, every, every, every night, to just have a little glimpse at him, think, oh, I wonder how he's getting on. Yeah. Yeah. So, who have you got? You got anyone different? Uh, yeah, I've gone for a couple of different ones. I, I have left a few people off there. That them three are just the key ones. Yeah. I thought could really slot in straight away and make a difference. One I've gone for, and I think it, I think it would be doable, because he's knocking on a bit. He's probably not a regular, but I think the club that he would come from, I think he could get cancer. Yeah, they could get cancer. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Don't think they'd pay too much for him. I think they pay what he's worth now. I think 30 to 40. Yeah. But I think you're getting a proven midfielder mm. who you know that can do it. I think he probably needs a bit of a lease of life, does Kante. He's been at Chelsea for quite a while now. Uh, I think you could get him because I don't think he's a guaranteed starter at the moment at Chelsea. No, uh, I think he's probably uh, where I would be looking if I was at Man United. It's, it's World Cup coming up now, isn't it? So yeah. He's going to be wanting to be playing minutes. Uh, alongside that, you know, I looked at Neves as well uh, at Wolves. I think you have been linked to him anyway. But so if if they got Kante, they could really go for that other centre mid like a De Jong then. Yeah, you know, someone that links everything up, play, like links up the player, gets the ball forward. Kante will do all the dirty work all day long. He'll he'll do it. Yeah, he, he could probably play three games of football in a row, and his work level would not stop, would it? No, it's like a. It almost seems Spring like Spaniel, it? <laughs> it almost seems like to me. And look, I know you've just got a new manager, but there must be some backroom staff, you know, scouts, etc., that have a list of players. Now, when I look at what Man U could have potentially had and what they've missed out on this summer, why didn't you get Basuma from Brighton? Mm. What a player! What a player! He's not good. He will not play every week at Tottenham. He will not play every week at Tottenham. You could have, he's, he, obviously you're never going to get him now, but there is players, there's centre midfielders, Biggie's just mentioned Phillips as well, you know, Declan Rice, who you could have had, if you were ever going to get him, this, it would yeah. be now. And why are these names written down at Man U? Why, why is there nobody in the back room going, right, Tenag, welcome to Man U, there's a fucking list. Mm. That's how they perform in the Premier League at the moment, that's where they play in the Premier League at the moment, they're proven, they do it week in, week out, this is what you need to read off. Fuck bringing all your Dutch you know, comrades in. Get some of these lads in because they'll do the job for you. Yeah, yeah. One that I did put, which is from abroad, which hasn't done it in the Premier League, is a kid called Sandro Tonali. He's just recently been linked with Arsenal, a £50 million move. Plays for AC Milan at the moment. He's a defensive midfielder. He's an absolute tank. 
He reminds me of a kid who went to Sheffield United, Sandra Burge. They were sort of in the same upbringing of talent of players. He's a big unit. He can play with the ball. But ultimately, he will just break up absolutely everything in the centre of midfield. The reason that I've got him in brackets on my list is because he's not proven in the Premier League. And I didn't want to go down the route of being going outside like Tenag already has. So, look, you for know me, Kante's the man. Yeah, I think Kante, yeah. If, if I'm only playing one in there as well, uh, just due to the, the, the players that I want to get in. If there was one player in the Premier League you would want to put in the middle of that park there, it's Kante. Yeah, just to sweep and clear everything up, tidy everything and support the defence, yeah. There's no yeah. one that does that better. No. Is he, has he been fully fit since coming back? I'm not too sure. Maybe he just needs a real good run out, though. Yeah. Because he, he's never had it, has he? He hasn't had that consistent game time yet for Chelsea since he had a bit of a long injury, didn't he? I think I think he'd just be worth, even if you're not getting Prime Kante that was at Leicester. And you will be. No, and even if you're not getting Prime Kante that was in the Champions League with Chelsea, yeah. you're still getting Kante. Mm. It's, still a, it's still a big name. He's got this French compadre there with Varane. You know, so you've got somebody you can link up with there. Kante get the fans excited. Kante will get the fans absolutely yeah. buzzing. It's, a, yeah. it's I can't understand why nobody else seems to be looking at that sort of player. You know, what I mean, I I listen to a quite quite a lot of like not podcasts but talk sport and stuff like that. Mm. His work ethic is unbelievable <coughs> as well. That's what you need. That's yeah. that he would. He's, he's grounded. He'll he's do a, the hard work. Yeah, he's just he won't a lead. complain. He'll just do it, and he'd inspire the rest of the he team would, because of yeah. the way that exactly. he plays. Yeah. yeah, he's he's pressing is phenomenal. You know, if you want to turn into a pressing team, and look, that's never going to happen as long as you've got Ronaldo up front, which predominantly is one of the players that goes for me. Um, but yeah, Kante all day long for me. I I can't understand why you're not trying to make tracks to do that. But mm. does would Kante go to Manu? In think, your opinion? I think he would now, yeah. Because it's a World Cup year, he wants some game time. He's, he's, he's been in and out of that Chelsea team since he's come back from his injury. He's never had a good a good run at it. And maybe he feels a little bit out of favour. And he, I think he'd know the difference he could make to that United team. So I think he would go, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that, that for me would probably be my best signing. Kante just wants to play football. He's a dog in the park with the ball, isn't he? Yeah. He, he, he just wants you to throw that ball all day long and he'll go chasing it. He don't want to be sat in the car, does no, he? He wants to be out on the field. don't want to be stood in the toilet in yeah. the club spraying off the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's move on to the left lane. I've got changes here as well. I've got changes, yeah. I I do like Rashford, <coughs> but he's not a left winger and he and he ain't, he ain't good enough there. Could he be good enough for centre forward? Yeah, I think he could, but I don't think he wants it because he's got no bottle. Right. So on on the left, there's two players that I'd have explored if I was United. I'd have looked at Raheem Sterling for one. Chelsea got him for an absolute steal. He's still in his pram. Now, I know he played for Liverpool previously and he went to Man City. Would there be question marks of whether he'd go to Man United or not? Yeah, I think there would be, but he's gone from one fairly close team in that area to another one. So there's no reason why he maybe wouldn't have gone to United. So I think Sterling would have come in, right attitude again. He'd have done the business from the start. He's proven... He'd have sold shirts. He'd have got the fans excited. So, yeah. But again, no Champions League football for Man United. So, 
it was probably always going to end up at Chelsea, no questions asked anywhere. And the other one I'd look at, uh, again, ex-City player, is uh, now in the Bundesliga, is Leroy Sané. I think he just needs a little bit of something different. And when he was in the Prem, he, like, he, he was shit-hot some games. <clears throat> the stuff he could do, the way he could move the ball, it was lightning fast. I just think someone like him could really bring some energy to United. So, they're the two players I'd have looked at on the left. Would they have got on both? Maybe not Sterling. I think it is realistic they could go for Leroy Sané, but they never did. Well, they haven't yet anywhere. Who you got? I'm going to have to disagree with that one. I don't think, think Sané leaves Bayern to go to Man U. Don't you? No. No, not in a million years. I think he's, a, he's quite... He's not playing every game at Bayern, but I think he would. I just... The thing no, is as well, no re- there's no reason why they couldn't put an offer in for him. The thing is as well, he's German, isn't he? Mm. He lives in Germany now. So looking at his, looking at that as a background, now, he's, but he's lived in Manchester. There is one player I've got, mm. and it might just raise a few eyebrows. Eden Hazard. You know what? I was thinking about putting him. He's not getting game time at Real Madrid. No, Vinny's number yeah. one there now. If yeah. it's not Vinny, it's Rodrigo. You know, they've, they, Hazard is is literally becoming Gareth Bale at Real Madrid again now, isn't he? Yeah. So why not invest in? Hazard, you know what I mean? They'd probably get him for fairly cheap as well. To be fair, they probably could have got Bale as well at one point before he went to America. I think Bale was maybe Bale, a bit Bale, too far. Bale has looked unbelievable in America. Now, don't get me wrong, the league and the quality, it, it, it's a bit naff in it. Didn't really do all that Tottenham, did he? Some of the back. stuff he's doing in that American league, oh my God. Yeah, unbelievable. But look, I think Hazard would be a better, a better pull mm. for you. Now, there is one other that I've put in there. In fact, I've done two because I know you're linked with this kid, this Gakpo. Uh, again, Dutch. Look, not proven. Not proven. I don't know enough about him. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Just, uh, But the other player that I have put, and I, I genuinely think you... you look, you saying that, that's a very good challenge. You're going to pay a lot for the bloke. <laughs> you are going to pay a lot for him because... But then, ultimately, it, I think the team that you'd get... Look, it's Alan St. Maximum. And I think the team that you would get him from could have got enough money to pull the money that you would give them and what you'd get him for. You know, again, I've gone French. Him and Kante. Wow. Ian leaving Newcastle. Do you know what, though? Newcastle this season have got no European football. There's no pressure on them, though, either. No. He's, he's probably got a good thing at Newcastle at the moment. Mm. But I do think with the right offer... The right contract. He is a very, very good player. The right contract. And you've got to bear in mind as well that I'm getting rid of, and this is just some of the names that I would ship out of my new Rashford go. Yeah, I'd get rid of Rashford. Ronaldo go. It, it depends on situations. Again, just based and just strictly basis on contract terms. Yeah. So you're looking at, you would probably saved 750k a week there. Easy. Yeah, with them too. Martial go. That's a million a week. Uh, you know, you could potentially the, there is a there is more players there that that would go for me, but Hazard, you would get him for peanuts, I think personally. I mean, for what he is, for what he is, for what he would, and what he <clears throat> still could be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and he's done it in the Premier League. That's another another plus point. If you're not going to go for Hazard, look, it all depends on what budget you end up. With at the end of what you change here, but Hazard for me would probably be the one that you are gonna get. Hazard Kante on a bu- on a budget, you're still only spending 
50, 60 mil there for me, probably. You should be. Yeah. Because, you might get talked up a little bit because, 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 it's, Man, because it's Man United. You probably are going to yeah. get talked up yeah. a bit compared with if you buy, again, you know, look at, for example, still say with Kante, 30, 40 mil, St. Max, you are paying well over 60 mil for him. Yeah. If not more. I'd say probably 70. Probably out of Manuel's reach because he's spent so much money on the shit that he's bought at the moment, you know, this Martinez. Ultimately, yeah, he could turn out to be a brilliant player, but 60 mil, it's mm. a lot of money, that. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, so I've played with, I've gone obviously off that. I did only put three in sort of midfield. So yeah. I had, uh, you know, your Sancho, then a, an old in midfielder, and then a left. Yeah. And I've put Bruno and Ericsson in. I think Ericsson's been brilliant since yeah, he's come. So I've played with two good. sort of attacking midfielders. Uh, so you would, I do think Man U probably need a little bit of backup and strength in there. Um, there was nothing linking the ball up to strikers the other day. No, no, there were. But I, again, I think that Bruno and Eriksson at the moment are being asked to do too much for what they are. They're being asked to defend, and realistically, neither of them can defend. They need freedom, both of them. And I don't, I don't think it matters which one you play there or if you play both there. But they can't, it all relates they can't defend. Back to, no, they can both get back and help a little bit, but they can't defend. I think if you play two of them together. One of them would have to come back a little bit. Yeah, and I think, but I think could take it in terms. I think alternating that gives yeah. them both a little bit of freedom. But they should be playing in between that midfield and that defensive line. Yeah, both in that little pocket where they get a little bit of space. I do think that the you need some right. backup there, and I have only got one name as backup. And look, he again a bit like Hazard. He's fudging towards the latter end of his career, but. I think you've got the pull to pull in Ross Barkley on absolutely nothing. It would be great just to, you know, if Ericsson or Bruno gets injured, I think he's still got something to offer in the Premier League. He'd be a good squad player to have. And it, absolutely. And he, he'd play more at United than he would at Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't really got any other cover there. Did you have anything else other nah, than Bruno? Cover? I, I, I don't think we need any cover there, personally. I think you've got Bruno and Ericsson that can both do a job there, so I'm more than happy with that. And then I think the, the big one in the finisher is yeah. the forward, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, obviously, I haven't got anybody who's a forward at Man U at the moment on my list because I'm I'm shipping out Rashford. Ronaldo's going, Martial's going. Uh, I don't even think there's anybody sort of coming up and coming through that I would even potentially look at. Uh, no, for me, I think it's you've got to buy. I'd, I'd maybe... Up and coming, and he wouldn't start. But I think Alanga can play centre forward as well. I think I'd like to maybe give him a go there. But yeah, now it's a funny situation. This am I going off the current present time, or am I going if I am the manager with this? Because if it if I'm the manager, I'd probably keep Ronaldo. But if I'm good, and I'd have made that abundantly clear over the summer. Now, don't get me wrong. If he put me around like he has with Ten Hag it'd be a different story. Then I'd be looking at getting rid of him. Now, if you're asking me of my current situation, if I'm coming in now and all this fucking around has happened, yeah, I'd probably be looking at getting rid of Ronaldo now. So that leaves us with a massive gap up front to fill. So I've got a list of five potential candidates for United. I think United could bring in. A couple of them might be a little bit on the edge of uncertainty of whether they could bring him in or not but ultimately if United put the package together for him I think they could get any of these right now mm. how many you got on your list I've got four 
You've got five. We're probably going to have at least three the same, I think. So I'll go through them really, really quick with a little bit of an analogy. Harry Kane. There's no reason why we can't get Harry Kane. Harry Kane is the perfect player for Man United. It was touted years ago he's going to end up in a United shirt. Now, for whatever reason, United have just bottled it and never put an offer in for him. Why has no one put an offer in for Harry Kane? I know Man City put a really tame one in uh, a few years ago, didn't they? But other than that, everyone seems scared to put a bid in for him. The kid's one of the best centre-forwards in the world. He will put the ball away for you all day long. I think with Kane, and I've got Kane on my list as well, and it just touch on what you said about Rice. If there was ever an opportunity for Man U mm-hmm. to sign Harry Kane, it is now. We've just got Richarlison in. We've got Kulosevsky's son. Uh, a couple of other players who are coming through who can play that attacking forward role. If before, you probably wouldn't have got him because of his, his elusivity of being the only striker there. Now, they're starting to bring back up in for him. There's probably an opportunity for you to get him now. Now, does Harry Kane want to go to Man U now? Probably not as much as he would have done last year, but, again, as Biggie said, right package, I think I think you could get him. Yeah, they are Man United. But, that is a big push. It, mm. would also, it could also sort of lead to being like a Dion Saga again where you're backwards and forwards with him. Ultimately, what Man U need to start doing is using the fact that they are the biggest team in the world as a pulling factor. Because it doesn't seem to me as though they are. They are this thing in football that's put the ball in the goal. Therefore, the players you spend the most money on are the players that put the ball in the goal. Now, if you want to be one of the best teams in the world, which United do want to be, you're going to have to spend a bit of money on the players to do that for you. And you get that right, and you're halfway there already, aren't you? You look at some Premier League teams now with very good goal scorers, you know, like Avon Tony at Brentford. Can you imagine if they didn't have him? They'd be fucked, wouldn't they? Yeah, They'd absolutely. be terrible. You get your centre-forward right, you get them scoring goals, and half, half the battle's bloody done for you. So you need to invest in someone like that. Now, the, now Kane was a bit of an if... And if he won, I'm not sure whether they could get him. It'd be 50-50. They'd have to make the package perfect. And and the other one that's on the same level as that, but possibly more realistic because of his age, is Benzema at Real Madrid. Now, he's been brilliant recently, but because he's knocking on, I think there is a chance if United put an offer for him, Madrid would possibly look at getting rid of him. Would he want to go to United without Champions League football? Probably not, but there's no reason why you can't explore that. Now, is it realistic? No, probably not. So I'll move on to my other three really quick. They should have they should have tried the best to get Lewandowski before he went to Barcelona. He'd have been brilliant. A little bit younger than Ronaldo. Still got another couple of years of putting the ball in the back of the net. There's no reason why they couldn't have gone for someone like a Bamiyan. Now that uh, Barcelona have got Lewandowski, uh, they are skint Barcelona, they need some money, they've got a, a Bamiyang. There's so, talk of him going so, to Chelsea. Yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is United must hate Chelsea. Yeah. And then the last one I've got, really, really good young striker, is um, Martinez at Inter Milan. Yeah. Um, I think he'd fit the bill perfectly for him. He's the right age, he could come in and do the business. He's been tucking the ball away. He's powerful. He's strong. He's fast. He's good in the air. I, I think he, he, he's got all the right attributes to do well in the Premier League. Now, I know we like taking Premier League players, but 
Kane would be the number one for that reason, but I think Martinez would fit well. Yeah, just touching on Kane, I know we spoke about it, or you spoke about it a minute ago, about the right package. Now, just one thing I want to touch on here. Ronaldo is currently on 950k a week. Now, if you even offered, and I, I would be confident with this, he is, honestly. He's not. He is. Ronaldo is not on 950. Guarantee it. Because they didn't get, what was it? Because they didn't get Champions League football. His wages went down to 360, didn't they? Oh, that? so that's obviously what he originally signed for, 950. Nah, it was on half a mil. It was half a mil. Nah, come on, on that much. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was I can remember it was half a million. Ronaldo signed a two year deal, fifty fifty three million contract with uh, Man U, including an annual average salary of twenty six million. Which probably does work out at about that. Let's just say because we don't know if this is like guaranteed fact. Let's just say he's on five hundred k a week. Yeah. We'll just call it that as a cap. It's three sixty now, though. Yeah. So just even on three sixty. Yeah. I can't imagine Harry Kane's on three sixty at Tottenham, yeah. uh, without looking. But look, even if you you release Ronaldo, for example, or he goes somewhere else, even if he goes on loan and he's on hundred percent of his wages somewhere else, you can't tell me that you can't use the money that you're gaining from that to give Harry Kane, you know, well, yeah, a, a, a good package. So. I think you can lure Harry Kane away from Tottenham, but it would take some work. The problem with Man U at the moment is it doesn't appear to me as though they have the backroom sporting director to do that work. You know, you look at what Edu does at Arsenal and other. there is other sporting directors out there who are obviously doing an absolutely spot, spot on job, you know, to get these players in. Now, I, the other players that I've looked at, I've only looked at one... He's not really proven in the Premier League, but from what I've seen, he has got something about him, and that's Patson Dacker at Leicester. I just think that he would suit Man U really well. He's got a lot of energy. He's got a lot of energy. I think Man U need to go into this pressing realm. Liverpool do it. City do it when they haven't got the ball. Arsenal are starting to do it. It's the go-to thing now, and Man U are so far behind in terms of that. What puts them behind is... Keeping Ronaldo, mm. I'm afraid. And that that is just the, the top and bottom of it. Um, a couple of other sort of strikers that I've gone for, unfortunately they aren't proven in the Premier League, but there's a kid called Ossimahen at Napoli. Yeah, very good uh, player. Very good player powerful again. Powerful again. Powerful, pressing. Nice. 14 goals, 2 assists last season in Serie A. In a Napoli team that hasn't really been performing as well. So I think it... Eek would be an option for me. And then this Alexander Isaac, uh, who was a real Sociedad at the moment. He was linked with Arsenal real heavily last season. He's a big unit. Can absolutely... He, he's finishing his seconds and on, to be fair. Seen him in the Champions League last year. Uh, again, I think he's another one that can do a job. There's, there is options still left out there for yeah, a striker. There is. There is. Uh, a lot of people saying things have been tied up now. Haaland and Nunes have gone... Ultimately, Manu should have been in for one of them too, uh, regardless of how you want to look at it, because they are, with Mbappe, the three best strikers in the world, and Manu being the biggest club in the world, should have one of those strikers. I don't think Nunes is. No, probably not. Uh, but certainly Ireland, Mbappe. Uh, Benzema is getting there for me. Benzema, Haaland. And... I, I know you touched on Benzema, I just can't see him leaving Madrid. Uh, I think he sees his his career out there now I don't think Man U have anything to offer him whereas Kane 
I think if the thing is with Kane going to Man U is Man U would first for me if I was Harry Kane, uh, which other than the marbles in his gob, I'd love to be <laughs> on his money. Um, <laughs> I think I'd need to see Kante or you know yeah, somebody want, go you'd there. Want your reinforcements yeah. first before yeah. you commit, wouldn't you? Before I before I yes. even thought about like Kante and Hazard in, for example, you then go. Mm. But I think one of yours of Bamiyang is again. It, I think he would make a massive difference yeah. at Man U, and I think. But again, I'd like. I'd just like to see him invest in somebody who's going to do it for a few years. The problem with that's Bamiyang, that's why I said Martinez. Yeah, Bamiyang, yeah. Benzema. You're only going to get a couple of years out of him, and we, the, Man U have already done this with you know Cavani, Ibrahimovic, Falcao. Even that Gallo was knocking on a bit. Gallo was it was. Back end of his well, career. Ronaldo now. Well, Kane is prime at the moment, yeah. isn't he? Kane is absolutely prime. Uh, so, anything else you want to touch on with Manu before we wrap up? What I'm going to do, uh, real quick one, I'll just go through my current Man United formation, what I, what I play now if I was Ten Hag. Yeah. Um, and it, to be honest, it's not massively miles away from what I probably would play. So, I, I play 4 3 3. I play like two centre mids with an attacking one in front of them and then three three at the top end. So I'd have De Gea in goal. I'd have De Lot at right back, even though I don't think he's brilliant. I'd have Varane and Maguire at centre back. I'd play Malicia at left back. I just think he's got something a bit different about him. I want to see how he goes. Middle of the park, I'd play Martinez. He'd be that defensive role just in front of Varane and Maguire, I'd have Ericsson just alongside him, but just a bit further forward. And then I'd have Bruno in front of him in the middle, Rashford on the left, Sancho on the right, and I'd have Big Ronaldo at top. And that is at present. So for me, at present, I would probably play, I'd, do, I'd play three at the back. Uh, I'd have Martinez, Maguire and Varane. Mm. Uh, and then, do you know what? I'd give Alanga a shout at right wing back and at left wing back I'd put this Malassia who's just come in. Uh, I think Fred gets in over McTominay for me in the centre uh, with Bruno. Uh, and then I would probably look at playing two up top uh, and that would probably be Rashford and Ronaldo. I think there's there's a case to be had that Rashford could potentially play off Ronaldo or vice versa. Um, but I think he's got enough there to be trying to mix things up a little bit. And I'm a bit disappointed that he's come in and almost stuck to the mould that there was with last year. He has, I mean. Um, for somebody who's come in with a lot of rules and you know regulations and he's, he's trying to stamp authority, he's made himself look an absolute tit with this Ronaldo saga. Yes. He's done absolutely nothing about it, really, other than benching him against Brighton. But... I think, regardless of what Ronaldo's done pre-season, I think he there was always potential for him to be on the bench against Brighton anyway. Uh, so I don't think he's really changed a lot there. Uh, Martial has had a good pre-season. Yeah, he just got injured at the wrong yeah, time. Yeah, he just got he? injured at the wrong time, but I think he'd have featured otherwise. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he would have uh, started up front. Again, I'd like to see him just get a bit more out of players like Sancho. Do you, the problem is what I what I've seen with Ten Hag is he's not really getting anything out of any of the players. That's that's the fear for me. I won't um, I won't play a Lange right wing back. Maybe Sancho. Don't uh, think it'd be fair on him. Um, then, do you want to rely on Sancho defensively? To be fair though, I don't I don't I think want you him need right at the top of the 
pitch. Well, I don't. That's the thing with me playing wing backs. I don't think I need either of them to get back. With Martinez and Varane either side of left and right, you will. But they've massive gaps. I don't know. I don't know. I think them they 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 could cover it with their pace. Surely, you know. You look at yeah, but if they're covering, then all of a sudden there's a massive gap. Yeah. In between where they are covering and Harry Maguire in the middle. Yeah. But I think with Malassia, I think he, he could play more defensively as well. So you could maybe push Martinez out to right back at times if you needed to. Or Varane out to right back at times if you needed to. Mm. I think that, that right-hand side would be, would be covered by what centre-back you had in the middle. Um, For me, I think at the moment, personally, a bit of a big call. But I think Eriksen maybe starts over Bruno as well uh, for what he's bringing. Uh, it was the only one that looked half creative against Brighton. Uh, Bruno looks lost. He looks a former shadow of himself, doesn't he, to be fair? He has... He, we know he can he's do it. He's got it. He's got everything. He just needs to get it back and go in. Yeah, I think I think a lot of Bruno at the moment is... What he's struggling with is Ronaldo, personally. I think it's confidence. It's all yeah. in his head at the moment. Well, I think he was a poster boy last year, weren't he, Bruno? Uh, or the year before, should I say. Um, he was supposed to buy for Man United. He was carrying him at times, but I think now Ronaldo's coming. That that limelight's been taken away from him. I don't think that's. I don't think Bruno likes that. Mm. I think he'd like to get some of that back. Um, but yeah, that wraps us up for Man U. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you really want to touch nah, on. That's it. At all. That, that's that's a good, good debate on Man United for everyone out there. Yeah, I think. Uh, look, if you've got any comments or anything that you want to add to it, we've. Uh, what I will say is on the podcast is, it's it's a little bit difficult for us to sort of meet. We we obviously with this isn't our full time job. We obviously work as well. Uh, despite popularity, you know, and our our sponsorship deals that are wanting to come through from Nike and that we're we're having to reject them left, right, and centre at the moment. But the. <laughs> The the thing is, obviously, we work, so getting together is a little bit difficult for us. So we don't sometimes we don't get together until obviously a lot of the weekly roundup stuffs happened. Or we're, we're batch cookers, aren't we? Yeah, we 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 bake in the background. We're, don't we're we? preppers with podcasts. Aren't yeah, we, we just get it. as much done as we can at the time. Yeah, so like I say, uh, keep following, stick with us, get some comments out there as well. This this episode's been obviously sort of done because somebody's asked us to do a bit of a manual special uh, that's why we've touched on it so anything that you want us to talk about in future it's good for you to get involved and you know let, let give us some give us some meat give us some material yeah. to go at because we can certainly pull the bones out of anything so uh, we'll leave it there make sure you like follow share all the usual stuff and we'll see you in a bit Thanks for listening to the Foot This, Foot That podcast with Biggie and Smallsy. We want you to get involved and get in touch. Let us know your thoughts and questions by connecting with us on all our social media. And don't forget, you can make a big difference by leaving us a great review from wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>